What's up, Brendan and Nathan? This is your girl Spirit from the Home Video Hustle Podcast. And I gave you guys freestyle because, I don't know, I was just feeling like giving you guys a little headache for a little bit. But originally I picked this movie because it has Corbin Blue in it and I had like the hugest crush on him back in his high school musical days. Ah. <laughs> Ignore him back there. Anti-who. So like I got it pretty much because I had a crush on him and he's the main star of the movie and then I watched the movie and my feelings kind of (laughs) changed like this movie I can't believe it actually like made theaters this is like a hallmark movie like this is one that you would expect to just watch scrolling through tv while you're over your grandparents house or something it was it was it was pretty pretty lame so um yeah I hope you guys hated it as much as I do it was kind of a waste of time. I got it out at the $3 bin at Walmart, so I can't be too mad. But Still pay for it. You know what? <laughs> You've bought trash movies before, too. Yeah, so. but I usually like them, though, too. <laughs> Good trash and bad trash are a difference. Someone's going to like this shit. Oh, they're, they're going to love it. Ain't y'all? No, they're not. Yeah, they pick one of my movies, but guess what? You still get fucked over anyway. <laughs> they might feel differently about me after this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, no more suggestions from the spirit. <laughs> like, we're done with this. <laughs> Enjoy, Brendan and Nathan. Have fun. You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm on to pressure now The question always comes back to me What would they think? Welcome, 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 welcome. <sighs> it begins, Nathan. Mm-hmm. I'm Brendan. I'm way. Nathan. And uh, this is the beginning of Listener's Choice Month. Yes. And boy, oh boy, are we starting with a with a, a tight 94 minutes. Uh, no filler here. All killer, no filler. Oh my god. <laughs> or maybe we should coin all filler, no killer. No killer. Whatsoever. (laughs) This was given to us by a malevolent spirit. (laughs) Yes, of the Home Video Hustle podcast. Right. So, um, yeah, well, if if you hadn't guessed, because you probably did, because, you know, episode titles usually say the names of the movie. This is Freestyle from 2008, or, as Rotten Tomatoes likes to say for some reason, 2009. (laughs) They're not quite sure. Well, I don't know. Was there like some weird release date thing? Like it came out the end of December in Europe and then released North America in January? I I think actually that's exactly what happened. But I am surprised, Nathan, you would accuse a movie like this of being dumped in theaters in a a month like January. (laughs) Man... (laughs) I I've got to agree with the audio at the first there because one of my first notes is so this is a Hallmark teen movie isn't it? It looks like it. It feels like it. The acting choices dictate that it is. Oh, it feels like yeah that or like you know a Disney Channel special or something. Yeah. Yes. So 
Yeah, Freestyle, of course, starring High School Musical's Corbin Blue. And inexplicably, Penelope Ann Miller is in this. Well, Penelope Ann Miller of, you know, Adventures in Babysitting, yep. Big Top Pee Wee, Kindergarten yep. Cop, Awakenings, Chaplin, Carlito's Way, and, of course, Freestyle. Well, Freestyle aside, what do all those other movies have in common? Uh, they're all pretty good. Uh, they predate 2000. True. So I'm guessing the old career was on a bit of a downswing. Hmm. Yeah. Sad to see. I- interesting tidbit, because it's a tidbit that's interesting, because it's a tidbit that's interesting. Because it's an interesting tidbit? It's an interesting tidbit, that's it. Uh, apparently, uh, old Corbin Blue... Uh, was a producer on this thing. Oh, his and his company is up front. <laughs> he also performs on the soundtrack. Well, that's no surprise. But Nathan, I mean, we're going to talk about this movie, but it's obviously it was a huge success. The budget, the, the budget, <laughs> the budget for this movie was ten million dollars, which million. is all on the screen. Yep, and it made. $721,108. Right. In total. That's not opening weekend. That's not just in the U.S. That is worldwide total. And if you go back a couple episodes, uh, I can't remember which movie it was, you asked how much a movie made. Yes. And the $721 was my guess <laughs> because... I figured that the movie that we were talking about was about on par with what we were going to be watching. Boy, howdy, was I wrong. I don't care what it was. I know it wasn't Postal. I know it wasn't Muck. So, yeah, anything really uh, would have been better than this, except for those two and uh, Nick Fury. (laughs) Yes, this this is... um... This is not at the postal level. Don't get us wrong. <laughs> no, it's not offensive and, you know, like the the kind of shit that should just be expunged from the earth. Right. But let's get going right, right let's get right into this. Um the poster of course tells us exactly what we should be expecting. <laughs> Corbin Blue and not a girl just laying in a field. Just, just hanging out with each other. Yep, Got, uh, it's about dirt biking. Not a single dirt bike to be seen on the poster. But nope. we, our main character, Kale Bryant, played by Corbin Blue, he's a dirt bike racer or a dirt biker, whatever you want to call him. A, a motocross. And, and, is it motocross? It's a motocross okay. racer. See, ah, so we need we need some sort of extreme sports expert. Unfortunately, on this. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so there's a big race in town, and literally the entire town is shutting down for it. <sighs> and apparently it's every week. Yeah, so the entire town shuts down every week for this, like, dirt bike race? Now, I do know that most of uh, Saskatchewan shuts down when there's a Rough Riders game. Mm-hmm. But... I feel that their caliber of play is warranted to that. Also, the fact that there's no other major sports teams 
in Saskatchewan. Right. And this is like amateur at the amateurist level. Yes, they're not on the national. It's all amateur stuff. In fact, we come to find out later that they they try to up the stakes by saying whoever wins or they they present it like whoever wins the uh the amateur circuit in their little podunk area uh could have a chance to go on to be on the national tour. Yep, it's a real rags to riches story. Notice all the sports we're talking about here? None <laughs> of that is on the cover. None of that is in any of the promotional stuff that I saw when I was looking for this thing. Not even in the tagline. No. The tagline is like, he's going to find true love or something like that. Like, nothing about dirt bikes. Nothing. Yeah. I wonder if the dirt bike thing is like, let's get the guys in with the sports and the ladies in with the romance. Well, here's the thing. If that was their thought, if that was their thought, why wouldn't they at least put in the background, like, a couple of dudes doing jumps with dirt bikes? Or just a picture of a dirt bike and a rose. Oh, well, that would be <laughs> weird. I want all my DVD covers to just be sim- uh, symbolic. <laughs> but I could see this being like, uh, if they wanted to do that, almost like the cover of Torque, where the the guy's standing there in his motocross gear, and but his, his girl's right there with him, standing beside him. So you know, okay, there's a love interest, but there's also dirt bikes. <laughs> right. Not them sitting in a field and love is great love is nice i'm assuming no, the that's music what they were in singing this movie, the yeah. music in this movie is much better than that <laughs> we'll get to that yeah so the big race um again yes corbin blue produced because we get blue man entertainment right at the beginning which he missed the boat by not calling it blue man group entertainment i'm just saying i don't feel that he would have gotten away with that well, his last name is like B-L-E-U, so I mean, maybe. That's a stage name. Uh, oh, is it? Corbin I, Blue? Yeah, because uh, another interesting tidbit, because it's a tidbit that's interesting, because it's interesting tidbits, and that's it. And it's interesting. Right. Uh, the the dude who plays his biological dad in this movie is his real dad, and their names are nowhere near the same. That's hilarious because I thought they had no chemistry. <laughs> and I thought it was a completely random actor. So, I mean, good job, I guess? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so after Corbin Blue kind of does the Captain America method of winning a, a foot race against his friend. Oh, I sighed. Psych. Yeah. Um... We find out he's also a pizza delivery guy, and he's a dumb one because he does things like pass the pizza through the door before he gets the money. Yeah. But he... And uh, drives a Vespa, so, I mean, also equally stupid. (laughs) Right. So he makes it at the last second to this race. To the flag. And... What's that? To the flag. To the flag. Oh my god, every time they said that in this movie. (laughs) That's like their bro bro thing they say to each other all the time. (laughs) Um, hilariously, later when they do the bloopers, he forgets his line is to the flag. Yes. <laughs> but, so yeah, they're like, to the flag, bro, what's up, bro? Not much, bro. You're late. Yeah, I know. This guy's like, you guys make me want to barf. So much ADR. Yeah. So much ADR. 
So they have this big race. Uh, his his uh, his good friend J- uh, Justin. Yeah, Justin. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. His good friend Justin gets banged up. He crashes his bike and because the other guy's a dirty cheater. Yes, but Derek. Right. Derek the dirty cheater. Derek the dirty cheater. <laughs> yes. Oh no, mother, get out of here. <laughs> Did you? Okay. We're going to get into the music because there's a gazillion montages. And so the music is clearly up front in this movie. Did the the soundtrack or the the song that was playing during this race, did it sound to you like Shaggy singing Kid Rock? Whatever that song is by Kid Rock, that bow ba da dow ba dang ga dang diggy Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because I was like listening to it, I was like, that that's a Kid Rock song, but that doesn't sound like Kid Rock. Because it was not Kid Rock. Mm. It sounded like Shaggy. Kid Rock was like, excuse me, but I'm associated with a much better sports movie. I believe you've heard of it. Biker Boys. But there's bikes in this one, too. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. I'm an actor now. <laughs> so, yeah, Justin wipes out. And instead of finishing the race, because I think he's like two feet away from the fucking finish line. Yeah. He drives back to check on Justin when really there should be just like medical teams going in because he's not going to do anything. And there are. There's a guy there waving yeah. the yellow flag and they're actually on the radios going, can we get a medic, a medic out to the turn? Exactly. Just finish the race, dummy. Yeah. So, and Justin is fine. Like, he gets right up. He's totally fine. And, uh, (laughs) Corbin Blue's, like, uh, I guess his, like, manager, promoter, coach, dirt bike owner. Sponsor. Yeah. It just looks like, it has the greatest hairline in movie history. (laughs) And he's basically like, you gotta stop. You gotta win these points. You gotta win all these points so you can qualify for... Another bigger race or something. Well, no, the... Okay, the idea being <laughs> is that he sponsors uh, Corbin Blue. I don't know the... I can't remember his name right at the top of my head. Caleb or... Kale. Kale. Kale? Yeah. Fuck. Even his name is distasteful. <laughs> um, so... And bland at that, too. Oh, delicious, <laughs> he, right? <laughs> yeah. Put him in a smoothie. Um, <laughs> so... The sponsor... The idea being that a local uh, business will sponsor your, you know, your entry fees and uh, your equipment and stuff like that. As we see later in the movie with uh, the restaurant that sponsors them. Uh, The trade-off there is that usually uh, there's all kinds of product placement for their store or their products that they sell like the you see the thor stuff throughout the the whole movie like the gear that they're wearing so the sponsor if i'm if i'm if i correct the sponsor does get uh, a small bit of the revenue that's generated through winnings uh, to offset the amount of money that they're giving to this person to race using their gear. And also, you get your sponsor looks at you more favorably, obviously, if you're winning because you're wearing their gear while winning. And if you perform poorly, your sp- sponsor uh, may drop you. Yes, that is their function. You are right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no edit point here, folks. None whatsoever. 
Uh, yeah, so he's he's mad. We also meet uh, Kale's mother, a court played by Penelope Ann Miller, <laughs> and very precocious younger sister, uh, the Disney, that fucking Disney Channel precocious kid who says things that, oh gosh, it's so darn cute because you don't expect her to say those adult things. Because <laughs> she, sh- she says... He's she, a crap. Yeah, he's like, what a fart head. And he's like, <laughs> Bailey?! Where did yeah. you learn words like that? That's like, oh, Nickelodeon. <laughs> Every single show on television. Yeah. <laughs> so Kale is continuing to deliver pizza and working at some like future shop, I guess, type deal. Yeah. Um. They. They. Oh, I wrote down the name of this place because it made me laugh. Uh. I think I wrote down later. So when I see it, I'll ma- I'll mention it because it's just so stupid. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. So he works at this future shop type deal, and he he has his uh, his girlfriend, Crystal. And we're seeing all this with a delightful, simple plan knockoff going on. Not even simple plan, but a knockoff simple yeah. plan. Yeah. Couldn't get the real deal, guys. Don't worry though, because the real band, a real band, does show up later. Uh, quotes around that <laughs> oh our favorites at the same time there is a local cop that is trying to romance uh his mom as well at the cafe where she works and i guess she runs it too i don't think so okay because i saw her like crunching numbers later and it looked like she was running the whole shop she could just be the manager yeah could be but i mean I, so, but what you're saying, uh, Brandon, is that there are there's other stories connected. Oh, did I? Um, yeah, and also, you know, there's another one with Justin where he like his dad wants him to go to college and he doesn't want to go to college. Uh, let's see, is there any other ones? Uh, oh, the kid is getting bullied, which is a 10 second storyline that we never go back to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's a whole un. Uh, unreconciled relationship with the biological dad. Oh, there's a romance going to brew pretty soon. There's a dad who's not, doesn't approve of that, uh, romance. Yep. So Um, if you want storylines, there are lots of them. (laughs) I actually have a note here. Can we get a story? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know what the plot was for about 40 minutes of this movie. Yeah. So, Kale is always like getting his girl, trying to get his girlfriend to hang out with him, but she's like, "I don't want to hang out with you and your dude bros." Like, no thanks. Right. Uh, I got studying to do. Is always her excuse, which we know what her studying is, eh? Eh? <laughs> eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. dicks. Um, uh, Kale also has this weird moment where he goes like his his younger sister is complaining about bullies, mm-hmm. and then she says, "Are we white or black?" And he goes, we're whack. Which is not, um, not, it's not complimentary in any way at all. Yeah, I'm, I I know they're trying to combine the words, but it, I do not think these words mean what you think they mean. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, it's a weird thing. So, so is she getting, like, racial epithets thrown at her? I don't know, but here's the thing. There's no way you can portmanteau those words into a complimentary word because no. you're either whack or or blight. Yep. <laughs> I already wrote fuck this movie. That's like 20 minutes into this. At one point, I had to 
pause the movie. Uh, I think they answer the phone or something. And uh, I was like, shit, it's only been a half an hour. That felt like an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> well, and we also get a little foreshadowing here because Kale uh, goes by this farmhouse on his dirt bike. And then he sees a girl on a horse. And I was like, man, I wish I was watching Hot Shots. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, he makes horse noises with his little sister, which is apparently the funniest fucking thing she's ever heard. He also fixes his dirt bike in a cafe, and I'm like, that's kind of gross. Like, right on the table? <laughs> all this is happening during a montage. Yeah, this is all, like, with in the span of, like, a minute. That's why I'm trying to, like, race through it. Huh? Race? Right. I huh? get what you did. Stop it. <laughs> so we meet his uh, douchebag, I mean, his friends. So oh, we, who are like sort of, kind of, absolutely racist? Yeah, yeah. So they, oh, you're referring to when they go to the Mexican restaurant? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get to right now. Uh, with Justin and Trent, I think is his name. Which oh could, my god, god, good naming, I guess. They, they go to uh, they go to this Mexican restaurant, act like a bunch of douchebags, and yes, pretty racist. How, who doesn't know how to say chimichanga? Yeah, he's like, uh, uh Cheech and Chong, I guess. Ugh. Also, like, what audience is that for? Uh, <laughs> like, I know we're watching this movie, but we're not the audience. <laughs> white bread racist dude bros who they want to get into the audience, too? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like uh, Cheech and Chong and Disney Channel, not a lot of crossover. No, but not Disney Channel here, though, so... I mean, basically. It kinda, yeah, it's same with Hallmark, but yeah. not officially. So. Yeah, well, I mean, if I feel like it's a lot of people who watched High School Musical who watch this. And, well, obviously, at least one... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one ghostly apparition. <laughs> right. <laughs> she died of embarrassment because she liked this movie. <laughs> I have a question right up front for this scene, though. What's that? Um... I mean, they get their food. That's all fine and good. You could buy lottery tickets at a restaurant? Uh, well, this whole thing was filmed in Fort Langley, B.C. It's a real small town. It's not uncommon for uh, restaurants or cafes to double as convenience stores. Okay. So that's that's plausibly a thing. It, it is a little, it is a little, uh, it was a little surprising to see. I feel like a lot of people reacted that way, though, like, wait, what, what? <laughs> but are they, I mean, are, they're still in high school, right? I, I don't know. I thought okay. they were, but well, none because, of them look 18. <laughs> because, uh, I don't know, Justin yeah. talks about how his dad wants him to go off to college. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be in high school, but they don't look like they should be. So, it's not... It is plausible that you could buy lottery tickets at that cafe. However, they're not old enough to purchase lottery tickets. That is correct. Yeah, because you're not 19 in high school, usually. Usually. Yeah. So Justin hits on the waitress, and she basically calls him a douche in so many words. Does he hit on her? Because he makes fun of her name, because he apparently... Uh, can't pronounce Alejandra. Well, no, but then he says, like, which one of us is cuter? And he holds up a photo of some other dude. And she's like, I don't want to hurt my tip. And they're like, oh, snap! I died a little inside. Mm-hmm. 
So they cel- it's time to celebrate mom's birthday. I, oh, and no, before we get to that, okay. they, they, they stumble upon uh, the gear store, I guess, and there's an interview, there's a television interview being conducted with Derek, the guy who won the last race. Yeah. And it's like they're like, did you not know there's an open spot on the Pro Tour? And he's like, there's an open spot? And everybody's like, there's an open spot? I'm sorry. I got a golden ticket. <laughs> and also, like, wouldn't you know about that by now? Wouldn't your, like, sponsor be like, like know about that before the fucking newscaster? Usually. Yeah, like I unless think... it's hot breaking news right off the presses. <laughs> I gotta think of like, what's the coverage on this interview? Is this like CNN like breaking news? <laughs> well, the impeachment process. Hold on a second. Forget that. We have an interview with Derek <laughs> Wolf Blitzer. Take it away. <laughs> but um, so they find out there's an open spot in the Pro Tour, and and immediately the friends are like, "Yeah, there's only one open spot, bro. This is not a team effort piece." <sighs> Which is supposed to, I'm guess, s- set up some sort of conflict between Justin and Kale. Oh, we forgot that there's also that storyline. <laughs> that's like that's the L storyline, the L plot. I did. I th- I found it kind of odd that he got 37 lotto scratches. 37. Yeah, in a row. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, that's really friggin' odd. And they, they, they don't do anything to kind of, like, explain it. And then it, they're just, oh, oh, it's part of her birthday celebration. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't get any more scratchers on your way to the parking lot. <laughs> hey, you, get back here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they go. So they're celebrating Mom's birthday. And yes. she's like, all right, what are we going to do if we win the lottery? She goes, hunt down George Clooney. <laughs> I want to see that movie. With his family just tries to hunt down George Clooney and kidnap him? (laughs) After winning the lottery? That sounds like a good movie. It could be like his version of like... It could be like his his like being John Malkovich kind of thing. And that's the thing like... When they start talking about like... You know, doing the scratchers and (laughs) winning the lotto. She says something like... You know, pay off my bills... Uh, put some money aside in the savings, and it's like that's the most adult answer to what would you do? What would you do to if you won the lotto that I've ever heard? It lets me know that she's a little dead inside. <laughs> it's also the fakest answer ever. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you will, but you can't know what you're gonna do. Yeah. You can you can make all these noble claims that you're gonna invest and all that shit, but like, there's a difference between. Before you get the money to, like, when you get the money. <laughs> Screw that. Let's get dune buggies. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get drunk and drive around. Woo! <laughs> I think it's funny. In the uh, the store scene, they say that motocross is the most physically demanding sport. Oh. I don't think so. I almost barfed when they said that. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's not physically no. demanding. I mean, obviously, you have to have your wits about you. You have to be able to steer and control the bike, keep it, you know, going in the path that you want it to. However, I feel that somebody doing a decathlon (laughs) would be a little more exhausted after their sport. Yeah, or even, like, I don't know, ultimate fighting? Or, like... that, too. Or, like, 
you know, yeah, like, it's physically demanding, but to say it's the physically demanding sport, I mean, yeah, no, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on, movie. That's your one flaw. Let's see how you bounce back. So we have the next big race. <laughs> and Kale ends up getting second place this time. So Justin ends up winning... Uh, I think he ends up winning enough points to qualify for another race. Because, like, I thought this was the race to qualify for the pros, but then I guess later there's one to do that. I, well, I wasn't no, quite sure. It's, it goes throughout the season. It's a, right, it's right, a right. It's a point thing. They're basically right? just trying to impress, like, the pro judges or whatever, so that and then they'll pick someone to be in the Kinda, pros. Kinda, yeah. Uh, and immediately Kale becomes super unlikable. Because Justin wins, and this guy comes up to him, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be your sponsor," and he's like, "Great, hey, Kale. Oh, Kale's totally gone and abandoned you immediately." <laughs> like Justin didn't just immediately turn into an ass. I get it if he was like, "Yeah, I won, <laughs> Kale. Fuck off, I'm a winner," <laughs> but he didn't. No, and 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 Kale is just like. Well, Justin's an asshole now because he won this race. <laughs> we do get some of our more egregious use of slow mo to pad the film. <sighs> so much slow mo. Yeah, not not as good as the astronaut shot later. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite slow mo in this movie. Uh, but uh, we get another montage, musical montage. I don't know if this is the Nickelback one. I think that's no, later. I have another another SP montage. Uh, okay, so. cool. Uh, so th this is, yeah, so this is Kale just trying to make money, delivering pizza. He ends up going to, taking pizza to Derek's place, the, the douchebag blonde dirt bike guy. Yeah. And he gives him a tip and Kale's like, I'm not taking your money. No. Okay. Here's how it's presented. He gives him the pizza and he's like, here you go. And you can keep the change. He's not saying keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> you can keep the change, which a lot of people do right. when they're tipping a delivery driver. He didn't even say keep the change, you're going to need it more than me. Yeah, he wasn't snotty about it. He was like, here, you can keep the change. Yeah. And Kale's like, I don't take your stupid money, bro. <laughs> like, he overreacts to a lot. Which is what leads me to believe that they're... Still supposed to be in high school. <laughs> Kale is the villain? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he is look. he's also looking for Crystal because apparently she's at the party and he says, Hey, get her to contact me. Uh, he goes off back to work and then he comes back and he can't find Crystal. And I guess the movie is trying to make us believe at this point that Justin is... Uh, is with Crystal, like they're making out or something. Yeah, something but, like that. But then, <laughs> more on that later, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then he opens the truck and Justin's just with, like, some rando. And Derek is making out with Crystal. And this is where we find out Kale is a possessive dickweed who's willing to, you know, damage private property. Yeah. At that point, I was like, hmm, maybe she should be with Derek. Yeah, I, I, there's not a whole lot that's been presented to me uh, about Kale that makes me go, you know what, I can get behind this guy. Yeah, he literally, I mean, I know, yes, the guy is making out with your girlfriend, but he smashes the window of the car. Yeah. And he's like, get out of the car! Yeah, he's full-on rage mode. I'm like, yeah, no wonder she's fucking making out with this other dude. <laughs> she's probably stuck in an abusive relationship. Get an awesome high-speed chase. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, not since Tracers have we seen 
<laughs> a thrill-seeking sequence like this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Through the bustling metropolis of Fort Langley, BC. <laughs> Where is it supposed to be? Do you know? I they never say. Okay. Um I'm guessing Washington because he drives to Oregon. Small American town, USA. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like Washington State. Okay. Because usually if you're filming in BC, that's the state you're doubling for most of the time. They don't do anything to cover up the Fort Langley stuff though. Oh, okay. Like it's visible on street posts and stuff like there's like a, a, a festival or something and they've got banners up that say fort langley i love when they do that in movies like i think there was one movie that was supposedly in the states and you could see the goddamn cn tower in the background i've seen ones where it's supposed to be in the states and there's like scotia bank and <laughs> canadian canada post post office boxes yep well also the movie little italy that came out like i think last year um they just said, fuck it, it's Canadian Little Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto or whatever. Well, I could, they both uh, Toronto and Montreal have a Little Italy section, don't they? Yeah, it's just funny that a movie called Little Italy would be that Little Italy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where are we at here? Uh, oh, this he has this confrontation with, his, uh, with Crystal. Yeah, so, oh, right, because he's like, what's going on? How long has this been going on? She's like, yeah, because he goes to her house and waits for her. Yeah, and she's like, she's she says stuff like, you know, he's not gonna go anywheres, and he does not gonna. Ma- he has two fucking jobs. This kid, douchey as he might be, is clearly driven and goal oriented because he has two jobs to help support his mother and his little sister. Right, and and I mean, Crystal's hooking up with just like another dirt bike driver. So. Yeah, so... It's like, that's mm. not like you what you kind of scaled up. I mean, I guess this Derek guy is supposed to be, like, a rich boy, but... Yes. Uh, so Kale, you know, he eventually he gets caught by the, uh, by the, by the police officer and taken home. And the mom is playing the race card. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, they see people like him and they assume he's guilty. And he's like, no, no, mom, I smashed the window, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I am guilty, I totally did it. <laughs> and... Then he goes inside and drinks milk straight from the carton. What a bad boy. <laughs> what a rebel. Right? David Bowie would be uh, would blush at this rebel. <laughs> and then he uh, he has this big thing with his mom where he's like, well, maybe things would be different if dad was still here. He is a dick. Yeah. A huge dickhole. Uh, and she, she's obviously, like, bothered by that statement. And so he goes upstairs, and, you know, everything's fine because his sister's there, and they fucking look at dirt bike magazines together. (laughs) But the next day, the sponsor is there, and he repossesses the bike because he says, uh, yeah, you can't be going, getting busted by the cops. It looks bad on me, so you're out. Find your own way into the race. I own this sickle, he says. Yeah, this is mine. Sickle. Not cycle. Sickle. Sickle. (laughs) Like, uh, sickle cell anemia. Like motorcycle, yeah, motorcycle selling. <laughs> uh, did we miss the part where mom gave him that super awesome pep talk? Uh, maybe. Which is full of uh, exposition and uh, how he, you know, might just you, you just might not get that dream, and you'd have to deal with that. Oh, maybe before he goes and like sulks in his room. 
Yeah, I don't... I think so. I uh, Part of this was really blocked out for me because the gross Nickelback montage. Yeah! What this. song is it that they play? I don't fucking know. It's something gross by Nickelback. Oh, is it like the one that's like... That one? So there's a Nickelback montage of uh, just dirt bike, dirt bike racing and Kale being sad. Yeah. And then he goes back to the farm that we saw earlier and he's like, hey, that shitty bike that looks like it's about to rot in the grass. Can I have it? Well, it's funny because when he goes back there and I know that that's where the this story is going because there's a zillion of them. Mm-hmm. But when he looks at the field and sees the horse... The, I, I took a mystery science theater note and was like, yeah, I could ride a horse in the dirt bike race. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Move over, John Wick 3. <laughs> <laughs> we just found the next great horseback scene. Yeah. And then uh, another montage while he works on the goddamn oh, bike. five minutes after the last montage. Yeah. And also, like, okay, maybe is he... The bike that he has, though, that he's driving around, is he not able to use that, or is that just like a motorcycle? It's a, it's a, but the one he's driving around, I think it's just a motorcycle. Okay. The Vespa is what he's delivering his stuff right, on. Right. He also has a bike, just a regular, I'm guessing, like motorcycle. Because I was confused when he had his motorcycle. I thought that was just like another dirt bike. I was like, why doesn't he just use that one? Well, because if it's a standard street bike, yeah. Uh, like a, a Honda or something like that, it it wouldn't qualify. The they have to meet a certain specs, right? No, yeah. that makes sense. I I was uh, confused about that at first. And Dur- okay, so how does he get the the bike to repair? Well, he says, "Listen, uh, what do you want for it?" The guy's like, "Oh, I don't know. What do you think?" He's like, "I'll come here and work for a month every morning and help out for that bike." Yeah. That I will also fix on my own. Yeah. Free labor. Which for this I don't, piece of shit. I don't have the biggest qualm about him getting the bike that way. Mm-hmm. What I kind of do have a qualm with is be, is that the farmer, that's his only purpose. <laughs> yeah. He for... doesn't do anything else in the movie. Nope. And if this were written with any sort of, I don't know, forethought. Yeah. Uh, they would have doubled in the the romance angle with this. Mm-hmm. Like he would have fallen in love with the the rancher's daughter while he was working at the farm, which he he does. But it's Alejandra, yeah, who doesn't work at the farm. That didn't make any sense to me. None. I thought that was going to be his daughter. Yeah, like when the girl, and then I was like, well, that's weird. Kind of weird casting but okay like whatever maybe the mother like you know is uh mexican or whatever and then yeah there, there's no relation at all she's just there like volunteering too i guess yeah it, it's it's uh, it's the worst it's the worst fucking screenwriting like <laughs> you can't have your characters just meet up at the restaurant again even like if you're gonna do that i don't know yeah. so and dumb. also i mean if he's repairing this bike over the course of like a month 
he's losing out on so many points. Yep. In these weekly races that they're supposed to be having. But somehow has enough later. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. So yeah, he does meet up with Alejandra, the waitress from earlier. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of, uh, you know, they have a lot of chemistry together, Nathan. They're, they're playing off each other like thunder and lightning. Well, so much so that they rode motorcycles in the rain. <laughs> right. He, uh, is this a thing to always have like a second helmet with your bike? Usually. Okay, because I thought it was weird that he had a helmet ready for her. <laughs> Most, okay, well, you usually it's in movies, it's for plot convenience. Yeah, yeah. Right? right. Uh, it wouldn't be unheard of for him to have had a second helmet, not necessarily for her, but if he just broke up with his girlfriend, that helmet might just be with the bike because it would have been for her when they were ride- riding motorcycles in the rain. Sure. So, for that reason, but, like, normally if someone just has a motorcycle, they don't go driving around with a second helmet, right? Not usually. Okay. But the break I mean, is the breakup supposed to be fresh at this point? I think it was, like, a little while ago, because he's... I think he's been working on this farm for weeks at this point. Okay. So, then it's, it's a little less plausible then. So, he, he drives her to work, and we meet her... Uh, we're at the restaurant, and we learn that her family actually owns a restaurant... And her father, immediately upon seeing this man drive his daughter to work, says, I don't like him. I want you to stay away. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're doing this too? All right. <sighs> Meanwhile, Kale, uh, Kale heads to that back to that bike store, and we see Justin and Derek are there together getting gear. I have a kind of question. Was it, it, did it feel like that Derek was hitting on Justin? <laughs> I hope so. At, at one point, though, I was like, he's he, he. I can't. I don't know what the exact line is, and I no. I wasn't going back to watch it, but I'll, I have I'll a give note you a minute here. if you want to go check. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. He. I have a note here. Was he hitting on him? <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly what he said. Well, they're sitting there and they're talking about. Uh, I, I and I think Derek was kind of being like you know there there's no um there's, we're not there's no teams it's every man for themselves that yeah. sort of thing but he, he's almost like he's trying to identify or draw closer to justin and it just came <laughs> off like he was hitting on him which makes some of the blooper stuff the best <laughs> now pick out a helmet and and let me take a look at that sweet ass what i said uh it's, it's no teams it's individual uh it's a good race can't wait hey so derek yeah so so they're they're there and kale runs into justin and justin is literally like hey man i heard what happened it's too bad i couldn't get my sponsor to help you out and he's like oh it's so easy for you isn't it like again kale is a fucking asshole and this is like the H story by this point now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Kale just like explodes at, at at his at his friend, who is then like, "All right, dude, whatever." Yeah. Uh, Derek makes fun of him. He's like, "Oh, you guys breaking up?" Uh, which, based on your theory, he's he's probably happy about because now is his chance. That must be why I have the is he hitting on him? <laughs> yep. And they get into a uh, Derek and Justin get into like a fist fight in the store. And, yeah. and Trent gets fired. Trent gets fired for breaking it up. <laughs> the guy is just like, "You get out, and you're fired." 
I don't I don't understand how that works. I'm like, you need to take that up with the employment board, pal. Yeah, because that is wrongful termination. <laughs> For sure. Like, like, he's like, they're your friends, so you're therefore responsible. I'm sorry, if two of my friends came to work and started fist fighting in the lobby, I don't think they could fire me. Well, you know what? Uh, Kyle and I are going to test that theory out in a few weeks, so be ready. Sweet. <laughs> I will literally be on the other end of the building, and they'll be like, Brendan, do you know these two people? Yes, I do, <laughs> but I didn't, I, that's, I mean, I didn't know they were going to have a fist fight. You're fired! <laughs> Clean out your desk. I don't. Ha- I work at the I theater. I don't have a desk. I don't have a desk. <laughs> Turn in your dustpan on a broomstick. <laughs> well, here's a desk. Now clean it out and leave. <laughs> oh God. So after this bullshit, uh, Kale goes on and on and on and on to Alejandra about like the fucking in and outs of like a of like dirt bike racing and like mm-hmm. all these things you have to do and oh there's the the ramp and i don't know i i zoned out completely i didn't <laughs> uh i was able to catch this okay where he talked about not racing uh with technique but you know when you get to go freestyle oh i did catch I that yep fucking nearly lost an eye rolling Although I'm guessing Mariah was digging her elbows into your ribs when she... <laughs> uh, if she if she had watched it she would have been. Yeah. I couldn't convince her to watch this one. If Patty was like this is fucking terrible. <laughs> it's it's yeah. one of the worst examples of saying the title of the movie. <laughs> Cuz it's it's really shoehorned in. Yep. After this nonsense He's getting ready to meet her family already. Oh, yeah. And he's given the awesome advice to just be yourself. So I was expecting him to smash a window with a helmet and fight somebody. (laughs) I also hate that it's the fucking kid sister that's like the voice of wisdom again. Yeah. Just be yourself. Yeah. It's like, have you met me? I'm pretty fucking terrible. (laughs) I'm a garbage human being. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so he goes to meet her family and like the setup to this i was like did we just go into another movie because like the like the godfather like this is yeah huge i think it's is it supposed to be a quinceanera uh a what now it's the 15th birthday uh in hispanic culture quinceanera it's kind of like a sweet 16 it's a like a big to do birthday party um, I hope it's not Alejandra's 15th birthday party. <laughs> no, I, I I know it wasn't that, so that was good. I do wish I had spoken Spanish mm. uh, during this scene, so I knew what her dad said about him. I do, uh, I did laugh when they had to put in a fucking piñata. <laughs> Look, as if we didn't know... The characters are Mexican. We have to throw in the most the most stereotype of all stereotypes is that they're just, like, batting at a pinata. Which, yes, I'm sure that happens, but it's still funny. I, we also find out that her little brothers have pornography. Yeah. And why were the <laughs> Shining twins at this party? Well, that's them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because she's like... Because they're... 
you know, they're busting her chops about, is this your boyfriend? Are you going to kiss your boyfriend? Are you going to kiss your boyfriend? She's like, if you don't knock it off, I'm going to tell mom and dad what you have under your bed. Which makes me uh, a little bit more creeped out because I'm like, oh, the, oh, why did they want them to kiss? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just little, you know, little brother's busting her chops and trying to embarrass her. Yeah, but I mean, if we got if they got those magazines in there, you know what they want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we what's up next in the uh, tropey Hallmark playbook? Oh Brandon? my god! So while this is going on, Kale's mom is at the cafe closing up shop, and again she's crunching numbers, and you know she's kind of on the verge of falling asleep. She's like, "I better go home. It's been a long day." So she gets in her car, and this whole thing is shot like kind of like a horror movie. So at first, I thought she was <laughs> gonna get assaulted outside the cafe. I thought someone was. I don't know why. I thought it would have been brutal. I, this movie took a hard left turn. Well, that's what I thought. And then when she gets in the car and starts it up, I was like, "Oh, oh no, oh no!" <laughs> oh, by the way, the store he works at. I just saw it. It's called um, Electronic Factor. <laughs> I thought it was Electronic Factory. Oh, maybe. I thought it was Factor. And I was like, oh, it could be Factor. I just, I heard somebody say it really quickly. Yeah. And they were like, you work in an electronic factory. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He works at a pizza place and <laughs> at, like, Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so she gets in the car. She's very sleepy. And, of course, she gets to an accident. Uh, but fear not, she is not dead. But it, pro- it proves to be an obstacle for Kale because that's what's the most important thing about this scene. Not that she's in a hospital, but that uh, she doesn't have enough insurance to cover the stay. So he And it was at this point that I stood up and sang the Canadian National Anthem. That's right. I actually wrote down, if this was a Canadian movie, this wouldn't be a plot point. Yeah. Also, <laughs> there was carpet in the hospital. Oh, well... Hmm, maybe not the best location scout? Like, I can see certain areas of a hospital having carpet. If I walked into a hospital carrying my own spleen, and I saw carpet in the waiting room, I would walk out and die outside. That's just it. Like, if you're in triage or the emergency department, there's no carpet because there's no room for soft materials on the floor because that shit's gonna hold... Uh, biohazardous material. Exactly. That's gross. Can you imagine you went into a room and the doctor was like, just wait here, and there's like fucking shag carpeting everywhere. <sighs> Janitor's vacuuming. <laughs> Janitor's wearing like hazmat suits. I- I've seen it in hospitals, but just not in places where surgery or bleeding can happen yeah like behind a desk maybe or something or in an office or something like that yeah so uh she yeah so because of this he has to basically sell the the bike he's been working on to make all all the money to cover her insurance and she can't stay the extra night at the hospital for observation right so he tells his younger sister hey we're gonna play a game it's called don't be loud or mom will get a terrible headache it's, I'm. It sounds like I'm joking, but that's almost what he says. Okay, and now up after this is the uh, next cookie cutter trope, uh, where Crystal comes to say I'm sorry for what happened to your mom, and comfort him. And Alejandra sees it, and uh, 
you know, uh, miscommunications abound. And here's how it happens in real life. Oh, wait, Alejandra, two seconds. This is my ex. She came to say she feels bad about my, about my mom. There, situation averted. Yes. That I... Mm, it's the worst in movies. Like, it's always like, Alejandra, wait! Oh, man! And then wait, like, three days to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Rather than just go over and talk to her. Just nip it in the bud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it makes you look more guilty if you don't explain it right away. <laughs> so, the yeah, that shit happens, and... Uh, Kale is finally ready. He wants to, he wants to find his real father. And thankfully he finds out that his father has been sending them checks, uh, for like 1500 bucks. Uh, but the mom is like, I'm not going to cash them. Cause number one, I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to bounce. And number yep. two, I'm not taking his money. And so this is the point where I noted, can we please pick a conflict? <laughs> if one doesn't work, maybe these other seven will. And so... They have their little blow-up, and he's going to go find his dad in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, the whole time driving to Oregon in the rain with his face shield up. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like you told me, that blew my mind earlier. It's his real father. Yes. The actor, uh, Corbin Blue's real father. And they have the most fucking hackneyed... You were never there for me, conversation ever. And he says, like, the dad, the dad is like, well, I don't know what you, like, do you want money? Because, like, Corbin Blue is being so fucking obtuse and, like... Not saying what he wants, not saying what he's there for. I don't even know what he's fucking there for. And then he's like, you want money? And he's like, I don't want money. You don't get it. And then the dad is just like, you know, you're, you're a good-looking guy. You remind me of myself when I was your age. And he's like... that. That was weird. That I gotta admit, that was kind of odd for his dad. You're a good-looking guy. <laughs> I guess. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> but it is funny how he's like, "You remind me of uh, uh you. You remind me of myself when I was your age." And he's like, "I'm nothing like you." <laughs> well, six hours back to home for a ten-minute conversation you had with his dad at the at the lumber yard. It's like the yeah. most like fucking cliche thing ever. <laughs> Um, and then he's, yeah, he goes back to his mom and he's like, I'm sorry I ever doubted you and your actions. I get what happened. I understand. And the sister breaks the tension. Can a girl get some sleep? She's so sassy. That's our Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) That would be, that would be the, the, uh, commercial cue if this was on TV. Yeah. Notice I said if that still blows my mind. I think it, when, because afterwards yeah <laughs> yeah so after this uh kale he goes to see justin oh yeah but he well first he goes to alejandra and like uh and basically makes up with her tal explains the situation like one would immediately have done right away yeah yeah so they're good and then he goes to visit justin who is out of the uh, out of the big race now because he hurt himself in the last one Yes, he took a fall again because of Derek, I believe. Yeah, and he's like, uh, you can take my spot. Uh, my bike is fucked, though, and you have to pay the entry, entry fee, so good luck. Didn't he? And he said, I'd help you, but my sponsor dropped me like a pregnant prom queen or something? That's exactly what he said. 
Like, what the fuck is that? Oh. That's not a saying. No. People don't talk like that. Dropped you like a pregnant prom prom queen. Yeah, and he's like, and the whole time I'm like, he's feeling bad for himself. I'm like, well, guess I'll just have to go to college that my dad's gonna pay for. Sucks to be me. Right. Also, it's clearly not permanent based on what we see later. Yeah. So. And oh, and this point of contention we touched on earlier. How is he even still in the running to beat Derek? At the end of the season, he's missed weeks of races. He has, like, negative points. Yeah. <laughs> if you get, point, if you get like, 50 points for every race or 100 or whatever, he's got, like, approximately negative 2,000. Well, I think they said it was, what, it was 100 for the first place, 50 for second, and 25 for third. Yeah, something like yeah. that, yeah. So we get another montage. God damn <laughs> And also, where are Justin's crutches during this? Oh, he's just, you mean, because he's just hobbling around? Yeah. Yeah. They go to the, uh, they go, well, they go to the back to the bike store, and he's like, can I borrow one of you, one of your bikes? And the guy's like, all right, fine. So that, that conflict resolved rather easily. And then they're trying to raise money for the entry fee, so, but, but they can't figure out how to do it, Nathan. They can't figure it out. They go and they hit on Alejandra's dad. <laughs> yep. I wish that's what happened. Uh, well, doesn't he say something along the lines of like, I, I don't know, him being like, he's like, they're really buttering him up, saying like he's oh, smart, yeah. intelligent, and all this stuff. I'm like, they're hitting on his dad, on her dad. <laughs> and he even, he says like, he says something like, um, he's saying all this shit about like, I know you came to this country with a dream, and you accomplished that dream by opening this Rancho Bonito restaurant, and now I have a dream which, by the way, best I have a dream speech maybe ever. <laughs> and not. he says, uh, the way he finally convinces him is he's like, your daughter is amazing. And he goes, okay, you got my money. <laughs> so they they build the taco cycle. Yeah, Rancho Bonita all over the bike. Yep. And we're off to the races, Nathan. The big, the big, uh, the big final race here. Is there a prayer walk? <sighs> prayer walk i don't know there's like maybe that's the I astronaut have... slow-mo no because that's next because i have patty said they're on a mission like just fucking tearing this thing apart <laughs> i was like yeah they got the wrong stuff ah that's what i was thinking of too <laughs> <laughs> and i've never even seen that full movie <laughs> <laughs> but you've seen that shot oh yeah yeah. Also, these guys are terrible dirt bikers. They've crashed in like every race. That's not uncommon. Yeah. Every race is a bit much, but it's not uncommon to have a few stumbles throughout the season. Yeah, but I like every time we've seen them race, one of them has wiped out. Yes. <laughs> uh so the race is off to a big start. So they they uh you know, the ra- by the way, the races are not exciting in the least. They're, no. they're filmed pretty generically. And Kale, um, or sorry, I guess Kale falls behind at first, but then Derek crashes. And then Kale crashes, but he gets up. And holy shit, how far ahead is Kale? Because he p- gets up, he's at least like, what, 100 feet from the finish line? Yeah. And he grabs his bike and walks it to the finish line in the slowest way possible. Yeah, and all the other guys are still riding their bikes. Somehow, don't catch up to him in time before he crosses the finish line. I think 
the idea being is that he passed Derek. Derek was in first. Right. Okay. Now, as far as explaining away why those other bikes passed him and he still came in first, is that those guys were the ones who were in dead last. Mm. They're like the little brothers uh, when you're playing Mario Kart. You <laughs> lapped them. So they still have to go through another lap in order to catch up with those who were in first and second. Right. Uh, but, like, even Derek, like, how far behind is Derek for that to happen? I know. Like, Jesus. Like, it's crazy. So he crosses the finish line. Everyone cheers. Everyone thinks he's won. But hold on, everyone. You can't walk your bike across the finish line. Yes, you have to be aboard your bike. So the winner is Derek, and Kale doesn't even fucking get second or third. So, right. but we our Deus Ex Machina is that. Oh my fuck! <laughs> this guy, okay, this guy that works for the pros, he has to be a real person, right? Like he a is. real, yeah. Okay, because his yeah. acting was horrible yeah he's credited as himself in he is okay because i was looking credits, for that in the credits and i couldn't find anyone that was like just like a like a guy like that i i looked all over and i was like oh man this guy this has to be like a fucking real dirt bike dude yeah yeah because he, he does, apparently he doesn't even know how to hold a microphone properly yeah like this guy, he's... and and he has the power to hand out this empty spot yep and he's like, listen, I know you won, Derek, but I never, I never said I was going to pick the winner. I said I was going to pick the person we wanted. No, no you said you were going to pick the winner. <laughs> the best the best rider. Yeah. yeah. It was a race to qualify for the pros. It wasn't a race to do really well and then we'll pick who we like. Well, and even that, he makes mention of uh, Kale going back and... You know, not leaving a man behind, even though he was, like, 20 feet from the finish line. Yeah. Ugh. He wasn't there when that happened. He this must have read all, it. <laughs> he put it all happened before the spot on the Pro Tour came up. But, Nathan, they have 24-hour CNN coverage. <laughs> right. Wolf Blitzer. Uh, <laughs> and then he saw switched the... Switched over to Anderson Cooper, who was covering it live. <laughs> And then he saw, like, the, the, the slam piece by Ann Coulter on Fox. Right. <laughs> Dirt bikes or devil worshippers, you decide. <laughs> so, yeah, he gives Kale the spot in the pros. Uh, Kale celebrates, kisses Alejandra, they have their big moment, and his dad is there. Yeah, just tropes to no end. Gives him the, you did good, son. And we're like, thanks, dude. We met you for like five minutes. I didn't talk to you. Well, back to Oregon. <laughs> back to the lumber yard. Yeah. Uh. And we get a Rocky Three ending. <laughs> oh, the uh, the freeze frame. No, just the uh, Kale and Justin having a race. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, not for anything, just for. You know, bragging rights. And Justin checks out Alejandra's ass, and Kale's like, I know, right? <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, it's just funny. He's like, man, your girlfriend's hot. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she thinks you're kind of a dick and a little racist, so <laughs> you check her out all you want. You're not getting anywhere as near that. <laughs> bow with the bow, the bang, the bang, digga, digga, digga. <laughs> so, they, uh, yeah, they race and blah, blah, blah. They... 
their dirt bikes are in the air, and we cut to credits, but it's not over! No. <laughs> I mean, the bloopers are whatever, but there is one blooper I know you want to mention. Honest to God, if this blooper had been a legitimate scene in the movie, this movie would go from the dregs to, at the very least, bravely hilarious. <laughs> because there's a scene... Remember earlier in the movie, guys, Brendan and I talked about how Kale was uh, at the party, mm-hmm. and he thought that Crystal was making out with Justin, and he tore open the truck door where Justin was with this rando chick. And in reality, Crystal was making out with Derek over in his car. Mm-hmm. Well, during one of the blooper uh, scenes, <laughs> he tears open the, the truck, like, he was going to look to see if Crystal was in there with uh, Justin, and Derek's there making out with Justin. <laughs> and I was like, man, if that had been a legitimate scene, that would have been awesome. Yep. <laughs> Real brave storytelling. We could have taken a nice, you know, a good sharp turn there where uh, the movie just doesn't go to being some like cookie cutter hallmark disney channel teen movie but actually exploring um you know being out and proud in the world of motocross yeah that opportunity lost is freestyle nathan yes brendan would you recommend freestyle to family and friends not in the least No, it's not good at all. <laughs> I, I feel that the spirit overpaid because she said she got it in the three dollar bin. At yeah, Walmart. that's that's steep for this. Yeah, yeah, that's a steep price for uh, this. Uh, whew, yeah, it's, it's a doozy. It's not. Uh, it's certainly nowhere near the uh, bottom echelon of some of the shit we've talked about. But it's not it's, good. It's not good. It's like um, it's like those movies uh, that you used to get from like KFC or in your corn pops or something like back when DVDs were still a thing that people wanted yeah because streaming wasn't a thing and blu-ray hadn't come along but DVDs were cheap and easily accessible and you could put them in a cereal box or you could give them out in like a, an envelope at a KFC but it was always things like Airbud 4 or you know some knockoff of Aladdin. And every time that happened, I was like, I can't watch this. I haven't seen the third one yet. <laughs> it This is one of those movies. Like, it would be given out. I, had this been released in the early 2000s, it would have ended up being comped uh, with some crap that, you know, some corporation wanted you to buy. Exactly. Hmm. But right now, we're going to take a brief break. Mm-hmm. And we'll be right back. What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Nathan, I got this new app called PodCoin. 
Oh, do you? Yes. And what this app is, is it's a podcatcher, much like, you know, iTunes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You can listen to podcasts on it and get paid. Sweet. Yeah. You get paid with you, you uh, with uh, pod coins, which uh-huh. you de- you can then redeem for gift cards. Or if you're feeling the the um, you know, charitable or philanthropic. Yes, thank you, philanthropic. My favorite character on uh, Futurama. Uh-huh. You can uh, you can give to charity as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you listen to our show, what were they? Yeah, which you should. You should. You yeah. get actually one and a half times the normal amount of pod coins you would get. Uh, than listening to another podcast. Oh, you're leaving money on the table by not doing it. Exactly. Also, if you sign up with PodCoin, which you can, by the way, you can get on your uh, Google Play Store, on your Android, or on your iOS device, you can use the code WWTTPD, which is the... What were they thinking? Police Department. Right. Uh, you will receive 300 bonus pod coins just for using that code. If you're already signed up for PodCoin, you can still enter it as well on your app if you haven't used a code yet. So why not do that? Get some bonus coins and listen to podcasts and get paid. Get free shit. Give to charity. It's literally the easiest thing you can do. It's easier than making toast. Yes. Which is... Can be difficult. Very, very difficult toaster. sometimes. Yeah, it can mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Settings are a bitch. Right. So there you go, Podcoin. Check it out. Did you know those are minutes, not levels of toast? And we're back. We are back. We're back. A dinosaur story coming soon. Uh, I don't remember it. Maybe. It's pretty terrible. Mm. Or maybe the Flintstones movie. Especially the sequel. Ooh. That might not have made theaters. I believe it did, actually. Oh, that's unfortunate. But now, Nathan, it is time for the low haiku. Yes, the low haiku. 17 perfect little syllables that will represent the movie we just spent an hour and a half talking about. Indeed. Well, I will begin then. <clears throat> All right. Uh, vroom, vroom. I go fast. Dude bros, broin' like a bro. Penelope, why? Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Freestyle. There are bikes. Not according to the box. More like Corbin Blech. <laughs> well played. Thank you. I also called him, was calling him Baron Corbin in my head for a while to entertain myself. And there's our wrestling reference. Boom. Nailed it. Nice. Every time, get in there and get out. It just takes a little bit, out, takes a little bit more out of me each time. <laughs> okay. Well, Nathan, we talked about this movie. We gave our opinions. Yes. But what do we always say? Well, we always say... Don't take a word for us. Yes, don't take our word for it. Um... 
Not a lot of reviews on this one, but it does have a 33% critics rating. Seems high. Well, just wait. <laughs> the audience rating, 54%. They were probably high. School musical. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a bunch of like 13-year-old girls being like, five stars! <laughs> So yeah, thirty three percent. And um, I wanna, so the first one I order uh, from the critics I want to read here is uh, I, I I feel like this is a little bit facetious because I, I I know this this critic on uh, another podcast and she's very good. So I don't know if she's being a hundred percent serious, but she says a film Barack Obama would approve of screening for Sasha and Malia. There's even a jab at private health insurers. <laughs> Amy Nicholson. <laughs> Well, I've got one here, and I think this one kind of reaches out to the 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 person or the ghost apparition, you will, that, that <laughs> provided us with this suggestion. Okay. Uh, Nick Schrager of Sl- uh, Slant Magazine says, For high school musical fans unwaveringly devoted to Corbin Blue, Freestyle provides ample opportunity to swoon over the former East High basketballer's Big floppy hair and Disney Channel grade emoting. <laughs> oh boy. Um, this is from Lisa Kennedy of the Denver Post. And she actually likes this movie. She says, You don't have to be a swooning teenage girl to be enamored of freestyle and its heartthrob actor, Corbin Blue. No, but it would uh, it wouldn't hurt though. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my editorial at the end there. <laughs> yeah. Tom I think that I don't know how it's pronounced. From you sound Seattle, like, you sound like Montrose try, trying to pronounce uh, lead actors' names. Oh, Jason Behij. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, this Tom from the Seattle Times uh, writes: uh, If the world truly needs a family-friendly drama built around motocross racing, it might as well be freestyle. <laughs> A wholly competent film with journeyman director William Deere. Journeyman director? Competent? Two and a half out of four. And that's uh, written as a positive. positive. William Deere, by the way, we didn't mention this, but he also directed like Angels in the Outfield. And like there was something else that was like fairly big that he directed. So I guess he is kind of a journeyman director, but I think the journey ended in 2008. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Kyle Smith of the New York Post says, Blue's cute but bland act flatlines in every scene of a movie with a script that is a perfect match for his abilities. <laughs> that is some that is some passive-aggressive reviewing there. Well, Adam Markovitz uh, from Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. uh, says, uh, The plot of Freestyle lifted, whole, uh, sorry, lifted wholesale from any number of Kid with a Dream movies, unfolds just the way you think it will. No, it didn't. Until the climax turns out to be even cheesier than you feared. D+. Plus. Ooh. All right. Should we, should we go into the, the Dungeon of Rotten Tomatoes here? Yes, let's. I only have literally two reviews written down here. Um, that I wanted that, that I picked out. But this is a, okay, so this is a longer one, but uh, it, it's a three-star. Three-star review. It says, 
I wasn't very sure about watching a motorcycle film, as I'm not very interested in motorcycling, but the film was good to pass the time. It had an interesting story, and the acting was also pretty good, especially Corbin's. However, the music during the film was quite annoying. But apart from the music, the film was different. Fr- the film was different from any other films I've seen, and showed a young man following his dreams to support his family. Overall, a nice, heartwarming film. Different from any film he's seen. Now, if he watched like an anthology of Hallmark Channel television show pitches cobbled together with a framing device to make it look like a movie, then he would have seen a movie like this. Like, if he had only seen (laughs) this and Alien in his life, then yes, this is different from every other movie you've seen. (laughs) Uh, I got a review uh, from a rather curious chap, uh, Gary M. (laughs) I thought you were going to say his name was George, because he was curious. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) He gives a very maritime-y review okay uh he gave gave the thing three and a half stars it's not a bad movie to be honest (laughs) (laughs) now normally this is where i would stop but gary m gave that review on october 7th of 2011 and gave the exact same review January 13th of 2012. He wanted to make sure people knew he still felt that way. <laughs> Four months later. <laughs> Four months later. Don't worry, guys. I still think this movie's pretty good. <laughs> um, the only other one I have here is... I don't know how this person can give it a rating, but they gave it five stars. And they said... It looks so good. I want to see it co- so bad because I love Corbin Blue. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if, you, uh, if you're curious, yes, cuz is spelt C-U-Z. Right. And love is spelt L-U-V. Of course. Yeah. And, and in Corbin Blue, only Corbin is capitalized. <laughs> well, uh, I guess Georgiana, who was the one who gave that review... Um, she should have got together with Vanessa H about six months later because she gave it a five star review and said, Corbin did amazing. I loved it. <laughs> bye. Wait, wait, there's a no, bye at the end. No, I just, that's oh. my little editorializing. Oh, damn. <laughs> Dear Rotten Tomatoes. This movie was great. Bye. <laughs> All right. Nathan, no one saw this fucking movie. No. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> this, is like, this is, I think, the shortest Rotten Tomatoes thing we've done. I do have one here that just is sticking out to me if okay. you don't have another one. No, I and don't. Go ahead. It's a one and a half star review, so they're in our camp okay. in regards to how they see it. But <laughs> I don't know how, but he says, this is a surprisingly cornball movie. It's not surprising at all. It really caught me off guard with this one. The plot is too rough and contrived, and we don't get enough of the romance or the relationship with the father. I kind of enjoyed the motorbiking. Race Uh. stuff, but so what? Oh, God. More of the father? (laughs) What what more do you want? More scenes where they don't know what they're saying to each other? Or where his clearly not an actor father is trying to act. That's true. He probably really did work at that lumber yard. 
<laughs> Dad, can we come to work and just like film you for a bit? I don't care. Apparently, according to the, uh, some of the trivia, it's like the third time he's played his dad <sighs> in a movie. I mean, it's nice of you to get your dad a gig. Yeah. Sure. I'm sure Corbin Blue is a swell fella, but yeah, this movie is a thing. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so those those are the those are the Rotten Tomatoes, what the Rotten Tomatoes critics are saying and the audience. Nathan, uh, is your friend there, Montrose? Yes. Okay. Hello? It's your good friend Montrose Monkington the third here. I'm just going to start off by saying I am in agreement with these um, knuckle-dragging ne'er-do-wells. This movie is terrible. Shouldn't see it. Shouldn't take the time. Um, really, there's nothing good about it at all. Not even the dirt biking. I'm getting off. Um, <laughs> please, uh, do check out my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, you can also get on Facebook with me, uh... Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and friends, uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Montrose the Third. That's the number three R D. Uh, just follow me on any of my. Those are my socials, as they say with the, the children and whatnot when they're being hip and happening. Uh, and 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 just s- send some positive vibes and messages to your good friend Montrose. Thank you. More later. Thank you, Montrose. And as for us, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for What Were They Thinking? What Were They Thinking Interactive is our Facebook group. Uh, You can also find us on Patreon. Again, just search the podcast. You will find us. And we're on Redbubble and TeePublic. And all the podcatchers, we're on Podbean, www.ttpodcast.podbean.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff. So, yeah. So, normally we would, at this point, also uh, drop a Hinsky, but it is Listener's Choice Month, so we already did the draw. We know what's coming up. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about uh, giant sharks. We're talking about Deep Blue Sea. (sighs) And our hats are like sharks fins. We're ready to go. Jesus. <laughs> so ocean is haunted. it's going to be a party. It's going to be a bit of a party episode where I'm warning you in advance. <laughs> I I will be drinking most likely. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so that's all I have to say. Nathan. Yes, Brendan. Do you have any questions? I mean, it's a perfect film. But do you have any <laughs> questions about freestyle? Well, I mean, with with Nary uh, a frame out of place. Right. I just I, I guess I do have uh, a, just a couple of questions. I mean, actually, I guess so. Sure. Um, and it, it, they were hard. I mean, I really had to search for these. Mm. But I mean, in a movie uh, that is supposed to prominently feature uh, motocross. Yep. And uh, they spend conservatively uh, ten. 15 minutes of the movie motocrossing. Sure. Uh, With a movie where just random conflicts are introduced and then thrown away, like being bullied uh, about being biracial or, you know, the dad you haven't seen in almost 10 years um, or, you know, your, your friend possibly being hit on by one of your 
competitors or, you know, being a biracial dude hanging out with friends who are clearly racists. I and on top of all of that, mm-hmm. Penelope uh Penelope Ann Miller is in there. I just I gotta know. Mm-hmm. What were they thinking? If you've ever found yourself scrolling through the recommended movies on streaming services and wondering if any of those are worth your time, I'm here to help. Hi, I'm Erica, host of Customers Also Watched, a podcast about movies on Amazon Prime. I started with one movie from my own watch list, and from there, each episode, I grab a friend or two, and we discuss a movie from the Customers Also Watch list of the previous episode's movie. Follow on Twitter at CAW Podcast and Facebook or Instagram under Customers Also Watched. Available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. See you down the rabbit hole. It's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh yeah. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy at eilfm.podbean.com.